So the, th the theme of this morning's time together is that grace flows from generation to younger generation, from friend to friend, like in Micah's case. And when it's a true friend and when it's someone who cares, then that becomes a, a mentor. Uh, when we first started Common Grace, we didn't even know the word mentor. We've been learning about m mentorship. And I'll give everybody in here an opportunity to decide this morning if you'd like to be a mentor for 12 weeks with a little kid in Liho Liho Elementary School. But I'll, I'll come to that later. The recent series of mass shootings has brought back painful memories to me because in 1999, when those boys took weapons to their school in Columbine High School, Littleton, Colorado, that just broke me. I just, all through the years, have loved teenagers. I came to Hawaii in 1969 to work with kids at Farrington High School. Sam, I know you... If you're an alumnus of Farrington High School, would you please raise your hand? All over, all over the place. Go Govs, yeah? And for 11 years, I, I was with kids in Kalihi, Dole, Kalakawa School. Then in 99, to realize that teenagers can be that angry, that alienated, and that cruel, I just couldn't believe it. I went down and talked to our high school principal at Aea High School, and I said, what would it take to prevent a similar tragedy from happening here in Hawaii? And he said, relationships. Not Neither of those two shooters had a single adult friend, not a relative, not a neighbor, not a coach, not a teacher. They were alone. They'd been bullied. They were angry, and they took it out on their school. So that just planted a seed in, in my mind. And some years later, Ron Arnold and I, the pastor of this church at the time, who had graciously invited me to be part of the ministry team here. Um, we were invited by the principal of Liliokalani Elementary School. It's the one right, just right down Cocoa Head. We had been using the cafeteria while our worship center was being expanded. And we were so grateful. So we said, Karen, what can we do to bless your school and help your school? We thought some, just something normal like uh, paint a building or do some landscaping or pick up rubbish or something like that. But she leaned over her desk and she said, we have lonely children at this school. Would anybody in your church family have the time to just come here at lunchtime or after school and sit with a little boy or a little girl one-on-one -on -one and just be their friend? And uh, Ron and I felt chicken skin because that was not just the principal talking to us, it was the Father and Jesus talking through that principle to us, that here's an opportunity, a public elementary school swinging the door open for us to walk in and connect with children. And some of you here this morning were in that first group. Did we call ourselves mentors? We used to meet together and pray for each other and pray for the kids and then go and sit, and we didn't know what we were doing, but 
but we connected with some kids. If you were in the first mentor group, say, 2002, 2003, 2004, I know you were, Mike. I know you were, Carmen. Uh, stand up. Please stand up. Mike, stand up. You, uh, and anybody else? Yeah, okay. Don? That's right, Don. And it just went on from there. The elders of this church wisely said, this is bigger than Kaimuki Christian Church and Lilio Kalani School. Other churches need to know that there's an opportunity in the Department of Education to go in, not waving our Bibles, but showing our hearts and being the presence of Jesus in the public schools, respecting the culture of the public schools, but going to where the lonely kids are. And that's what happened back in 2003. We incorporated Common Grace. We chose that logo. It's just a simple act of kindness. And that's, how, that's what we do. Um, and I want you to meet my co-director, Aries Jackson. And I think she's going to ask uh, Meme, Meme Jesse, who she has been mentoring to come and stand beside her. When you talk about what touched your heart about becoming an auntie, and then how you started to bring leadership to this church. Come on up, Aries. And Meme, come. Sir, come. Come on, Meme. Okay. Can you share your story? Oh, sure. Aloha. Good morning, Church Ohana. And um, thank you, Meme, for being up here. Well... We were blessed to be a part of this church, Ohana. Five years ago, it was just a day like this. Um, my husband, Robert Jackson, who also plays guitar here, um, attended this, the morning ser sermon and uh, heard about Common Grace for Pastor Jay. He, he was funny as usual. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I heard what they did, what the uh, mentors from this church did at Palolo Elementary and um, help those kids that need attention. Um, I was a new Christian. Um, I was praying for what it was for me to do uh, as, you know, to serve God. So when I heard that, I felt like the Holy Spirit stirred my heart. Um, I was touched. My heart was melted. And I said, I could do this. I could be a friend and help a kid at Palolo Elementary. So I quickly signed up outside um, to Pastor Nofo, and I was like, I want to be a mentor. And um, a few weeks later, got trained, and in December or January, finally got matched with my first kid. And it was definitely a blessing for me. It was a gift for me to serve him in this capacity, in this matter, to be a friend to that kid who actually shared the, the same experience as I did. She um, lost her father at such a young age, which I did too. So a year later, Kamuki Christian Church asked me to be the coordinator for the mentors. So I accepted that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we did a lot of stuff as a coordinator. What I do is I help out to match the mentors with their kids. So it actually brought me closer to 
the team of mentors that served the Palolo Elementary School. So I was just more excited to serve as my first kid graduated to my second Common Grace kid. And you want to introduce yourself? What's your name? Uh, hi, my name is Meme Jesse. When did we first meet? Three years? We, we met in third grade. We met in third grade. And now, where, what grade are you in? Sixth grade. Sixth grade, and that's a picture of us at, where do you go to school? Dole Middle School. Dole Middle School. So it's been since third grade, and now she's in sixth grade, that we've been friends. Um, I used to see her at Palola Elementary once a week, about one hour. And what did we do? Uh... We meet, we communicate, and we do homework, and after, we would have fun. Yes, that's the main thing. We had fun. So, uh, Mimi and I have known each other, and Robert and I have been a part of her life, loving her, building that relationship, bringing kindness in her life, and actually, it's mutual. Now, we're there for each other. So... I believe God is calling me to serve the common grace in the next capacity, which I accepted. Um, it's my honor to accept the position as the co-executive director with Jay Jarman. It is, like I said, it's been such a blessing. Um, it helped me grow, uh, my relationship grow with Jesus, my relationship grow with my family, and now our relationship is growing as she's in sixth grade. So this ministry is Something that may be for me, but if it is for you, if it's in your heart, if God has shaped you and wired you from your experience to serve kids that need attention, please come talk to me or Jay. And like I said, it's fun, but it also helps you grow as an individual and helps you grow with your relationship with Jesus. So thank you, church family, for loving Common Grace. Are you thankful that you have this empty and that we have this program where we come and meet up with little kids like you? Yeah. <laughs> you you kind of have to say that, right? <laughs> but guess what? Our church family has never heard a child say thank you to this church family for giving birth to Common Grace. So would you please repeat after me? Thank you, Common Key Christian Church. <laughs> real, real loud, real loud. Thank you, Con uh, what? <laughs> Thank you, Kaimuki Christian Church. Thank you, Kaimuki Christian Church. I say I love you. I love you. And the applause you're going to hear right now is love for you. Love for you, Meme. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, Eric. Let's go straight to the Bible. The book of Matthew... Start with chapter 19, verse 13, Matthew 19, 13, Jesus welcomes children. Jesus was all about children. He interacted with kids a lot. He came to this earth, you know, to be present in our lives. And just like the way he used to touch people when he healed them, he was so ready to take children into his arms. 
Well, that's the purpose of the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us, right? He had arms. It, he was God with arms to hold on to kids. And this very, very simple account, I'm just going to read it to you. Matthew 19, 13. Some little children were brought to him so that he could put his hands on them and pray for them. The disciples frowned on the parents' action. The parents were bringing the, their, ch their children to have intimate contact with the incarnate God, with God among us, God in our neighborhood. They knew that Jesus um, was different and special, more powerful and more loving than any of the religious experiences they'd ever had before, and they just wanted him to bless their little kids. The disciples thought they were a distraction, so they tried to shoo them away, but Jesus said, you must let little children come to me. You must never stop them. The kingdom of heaven belongs to little children like these. Then he laid his hands on them and went on his way. So I, I feel it's our greatest honor to actually be the contemporary incarnation of God's love, to be the presence of Jesus in the public schools and to uh, bless children. And thank you, parents. If your kids are in Sunday school right now, you are br you're just like these parents. You're bringing your children close to, to Jesus of Nazareth. Um, Jesus is not just in church, though, you know, because when you sit on, their, on the edge of their bed and pray with them at night, you're, you're bringing your children to Jesus. Keep it up. Um, and the other passage is in the, the chapter just before this, Matthew 18, starting with verse 1. Matthew 18, verse 1. It's really cool when you have your, your own Bible in church because you can make marks in it and you can go back to that story and read it again and uh, remember. Anyway, let me read this one. At this time, the disciples came to Jesus with a question. Who is really greatest in the kingdom of heaven? They were competing among themselves to see uh, what was the pecking order among the disciples. Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? <laughs> Jesus called a little child to his side. Let me say that again. Jesus called a little child to his side and set him on his feet in the middle of them all. Believe me, he said, unless you change your whole outlook and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. It is the person who can be as humble as this little child who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Let me use my imagination just to read a little bit into that story from the boy's point of view. I don't know how old he was or how he was dressed. Probably he had brown skin and curly hair. He was a first century Israelite. Uh, what was he doing there with Jesus? Probably part of, part of his family. Jesus was more famous than Marcus Mariota, you know. Every, everybody wanted to get close to him. And the boy was in the crowd. The disciples were there. And then all of a sudden, he makes eye contact 
with the Messiah. And Jesus says, you, please, come, come, come by me. And the boy, brave enough, steps right out and goes and stands by Jesus. Now, what had Jesus been talking about just before this? Maybe he was telling one of his stories. A shepherd had a hundred sheep. And the, if the little boy was listening, he would think, well, that's a big flock. And he noticed that one was missing. So he left the 99 in the wilderness and went to look for the one sheep that was lost. And the little boy thinks, huh? While he's looking for the one, what's going to happen to the 99? He must have really wanted that sheep. Jesus goes on with the story. And when he finds the sheep, he puts it on his shoulders. Oh, man, I love that image. Jesus puts the sheep on his shoulders and runs back to town, probably leading his whole flock back in, into their, you don't call it a corral with sheep, a sheep pen, or a, is that all right? Yeah, but he, he, keeps the, he keeps the lost sheep now found on his shoulders, and he says, it's party time because my sheep was lost, and now it's found. Rejoice with me. Let's have a party. And that's like God, Jesus says, looking for each one of us. And the little boy's thinking, oh, God loves us the same way that shepherd loved that sheep? Wow. Oh, He's looking right at me. <laughs> he wants me to come stand by him. I'm going. So the boy goes and stands by Jesus, becoming a model for us of uh, beginning our relationship with Jesus and beginning to be close to him and to follow him. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened by life, and I will give you rest. Um, Jesus' call is still, is still echoing down through the centuries. And um, I'm so glad, Aries, that you came to Jesus five years ago. Meme, girl, Meme wanted to be baptized. We went down to Magic Island and Meme got baptized. Now she's with Jesus. But please take this opportunity to be like that brave boy. And if you feel Jesus calling you, the most important thing that can happen this morning is that you come to him and that you stay by him and then you begin to follow in his way. Um, I'm just going to conclude now by inviting you to join this adventure of connecting with kids. We're going to have three training sessions where we can talk about the biblical foundations of relating to children, how to listen to a child, how to encourage a child, how to have fun with a child. Just build our team in three sessions, probably meet on a Tuesday night here at the church, get to know each other, and get ready to go over to Liho Liho School, which is requesting men and women and teenagers to come as a team. You can go any time during the week, you know. There are kids over there that need us that have free breakfast at the, at the school. Probably their best meal of the day. Free and reduced lunch for the same kids. You can go at lunchtime. You can go after school during A+, between 2.30 and 5.30. 
You always go with others because if one of you is ill or on a trip or something, then your partner can sit with your child as well as their own child. We don't want to disappoint the kids, and we don't want to tie you, you down. You've got a busy life too. But if you can find an hour in the week, choose your day, choose your time, and go for 12 encounters, 12 meetings with that child. So we're asking really for 15 weeks of your life, three weeks to prepare here at the church, and then 12 weeks to go over to Liho Liho School. We'll figure out when we want to start. All right? That's, that's the challenge. And if you're at all interested, will you please come and talk with Aries and me in room 209? We'll keep you 10 minutes. We'll just get your contact information. We'll call you up, send you an email, and figure out when we can have our first meeting. And then we're going to recreate. We're going to restart Common Grace with a whole new team here at the church. My last thought. Um, do you have a bulletin? Um, you see that, see that picture of the woman lifting a child up to the water fountain? Um, that's as simple as this thing is. But you don't see any wings on that woman, yeah? You don't have to be an angel to help a child. Just look at those of us who are involved with common grace. You see any angels up here? <laughs> I had a dream last night. I did, I'm just kidding. This is a joke, but I'm just going to pretend like I had, this I had this dream. I didn't actually have a dream, but stay with me. Stay with me on this. So in my dream, I go to heaven, and I'm getting a tour from an angel guide. And we're walking all over heaven, pearly gates, golden streets, all that kind of stuff, you know? And then I see this great big red brick building. It looks like a, uh, an administration building or a government building or something. I say, oh, what's that? Come inside, the angel says. We go in, and on every wall, in every room, many stories high are what look like clocks, but they're not clocks. I said, what is this? The angel says, well, come close. I'll show you one. This is a sin dial, a sin gauge. And for all the people that are living on earth at this time, every time, see the little plaques with the names under them? And every time somebody commits a sin, it clicks and clicks as people commit sins. I said, whoa. You mean even people I know? Have their sin counters here? Oh, yes. I said, well, could I see Aries Jackson's sin? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, Aries. That needle was moving. <laughs> and then, oh, I want to see Brian Sands. I want to see Brian Stan's gauge. It was not stationary. <laughs> Brian, the needle was on the move. <laughs> so I said, well, well, what about mine? What about mine? And the angel says, yours. We keep that in our office. We use it for a fan.
And we're exactly the people that these kids need. Because if you look on the back of the bulletin, there's this verse in James. Brian, uh, he exegeted it and, and spelled it out for us a few weeks ago. But listen, yeah, can you read this with me? The, the one that starts true spirituality. Read it, please, and read it out loud. Go. True spirituality that is pure in the eyes of our Father God is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. Make a difference in the lives of children whose families are falling apart. Come see us after church.